Hello, I'm Eric Lacasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today we'll be talking about what to do when fear rears its ugly head. Stick around for some hope healing and maybe even some laughs. Welcome, welcome to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today we are going to be talking about when fear rears its ugly head. And it's also August 9th, 2021, and it's my birthday. And I'm a whopping 37 years old today, and I'm so blessed. And I try to remember to thank the Lord for every breath that I breathe uh, each and every day. Um, because without him, I wouldn't be here, and neither would you. So just wanting to kind of give a shout out to God right now um, for the life that I have and just um, all the blessings that I have, my home, my husband, my family, and my relationship with him, which is most important in my life. Um, So we're talking about when fear rears its ugly head. I realize I've already spoken about fear, but in the culture that we live today, it seems to be pretty darn prevalent. And I think that you can agree with me on that. Um, it's actually getting to the point where it's it's becoming rather ridiculous. But um, I'm going to go a different route than I did before, um, kind of going head on to it. But this time I'm actually going to make this more of a day-to-day, how can I fight fear when it does rear, rear its ugly head, right? Um, so this particular week, I'm going to go ahead, if you want to write this down in case you do not know this. Um, the particular portion for this week, they actually are going to intertwine. I'm going to actually intertwine these two different subjects. The portion for this week, the Torah portion is Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 18 to chapter 21, verse 9. I know that's a lot, but the Torah portion usually is a whole lot more. Um, the half Torah portion is Isaiah chapter 51, verses 12 to chapter 52, verse 12. And then the Brit Hadasha, the New Testament portion, is John chapter 14, 9 through 20. And um, this past week, I've actually, with my Bible plan that I've been doing on my YouVersion app, um, I'm doing Bible in one year, and we've actually just uh, got done with the history of Solomon. And, you know, he was considered arguably the wisest king And the greatest king of all time. Um, Because he did. He had the wisdom of God. Um, But he wasn't perfect. Just like none of us are. And um, his downfall. Not even arguably. Was that he had 700 wives. And 300 concubines. Can you imagine having that many significant others. That you had to actually like. Spend time with. And be with. And oh man. I can't. I can't even, I, I'm happy with the one I, I was blessed with. That's, that is plenty for me. But, um, you know, in, in the Torah, Adonai tells the Israelites, do not marry foreign women um, unless they choose to become an Israelite, you know, unless they choose to follow after me and turn away from their own idols and their own ways, you are not to, to marry these people. Um, they're foreigners and they will turn you away from me. And, um, Solomon did that a thousand fold, I guess. Um, I'm sure there might've been some Israelites in there that he married. Um, but for the most part, not so much. So that was his downfall. And I did not realize, um, there's actually an even more specific portion. I promise this actually has to do with fear. I, I will get there in a minute. Um, 
So I'm reading the Torah portion and I'm getting to, uh, I'm reading chapter 17 of Deuteronomy and there's a part um, in my tree of life version, you know, they have the different titles and the title of it starting in uh, verse 14 is Torah for Kings. And it's talking about what you do when you come to possess the land that Adonai has given you. Um, and God has so much foresight and we should not be amazed. And yet I am constantly amazed. He is the maker of heaven and earth, of the universe, everything. Right. And yet I'm still surprised when I see the different foreshadowings and foresight that he had in his word for us, they're improving. He is who he says he is. You know, the foreshadowings of the different feasts of the Lord, of Yeshua in each of the feasts, whether he has fulfilled them or not. And it's here as well. And it doesn't even have to do with the feasts. And he's talking about when you come to the land that I'm giving you, possess it and dwell it. And you say, I will set a king over me like all the nations around me. You will indeed set over yourselves a king whom Adonai your God chooses. One from among your brothers will be appointed as king over you. You may not put a foreigner over you who is not your brother. So he knew, because you kind of go back to like, you know, he knew when um, the people wanted a king and they ended up uh, taking Saul, if you recall, did not mean to rhyme there, but uh, he took Saul and made him king over the, the Israelites. And it, at the time when you're reading it, you're thinking, oh, like Samuel was kind of surprised that, that God wanted him to appoint this king or the Israelites would do that because Samuel said, to the people, you know, Adonai is your king. You don't need a real king. But they said, no, give us a king. We want to be like all the other nations. In Deuteronomy, God says, that's going to happen. Somehow I miss that every time I read this. And then this verse, I'm like, this is just the verse of Solomon, basically, where he's prophesying about what's going to happen if you choose to do your own thing. And it says in verse 17, of chapter 17, it says, nor should he multiply, should he multiply wives for himself so that his heart does not turn aside nor multiply much silver and gold for himself. Because when he does, he's going to fall. And, and to me, I'm like, man, like that is amazing to me. And, um, this is kind of where I'm going with when fear rears its ugly head. This is, uh, so simple. So this Torah portion is for this week, right? And every single week there's one. If you can even just commit to reading the Torah portion, the Haftor and the Brit Hadasha of the week, um, every single day studying portions of it, your fear will dissipate because you'll see the mighty, glorious awesomeness of the God that we serve. Now, if you go over to Deuteronomy 20, chapter 20, the title for my tree of life version, it says confidence in battle. So the Lord is saying, this is what uh, you will do when you go out to battle against your enemies. And basically he wants to whittle it down so that you can be victorious. So he's saying, look, I want you to get rid of anyone um, who is faint hearted or, or has fear or panic or trembles because of them. Um, you were to want the officers to speak to the troops and say, you know, if a man has built a new house, but has not dedicated it, let him go back. It's almost like with Gideon, like he had to whittle it down to just so many people, the 300 guys to defeat the Midianites. Well, this is the same thing. You know, what about a man who has planted a vineyard, but has not put it to use, let him go back to his house. Otherwise he might die in battle and another man would begin to use it. So 
What if a man has become engaged to a woman but has not married her? Let him go back to his house. Otherwise, he might die in the battle and another man will marry her. So not only is he having foresight because he wants these people to, who have these different uh, situations, like the guy who's getting engaged and isn't married yet, he wants them to have an inheritance, which means he needs to be able to what? Procreate before he goes to battle. Um, but he also says the officers will also speak further to the troops and say, this is uh, verse eight of chapter 20. The officers will speak further to the troops and say, what man is afraid and faint hearted? Let him go back to his house. So he does not weaken his brother's heart like his own. In order to have confidence in the battle that we are in, in our lives, we must not be afraid or faint hearted. Because when we choose to allow the spirit of fear into our lives, we also are weakening our brothers and sisters. And we may not even see it or know it, but it's happening. Moment of silence to let you just sink that, let that sink in. That's literally what I got when I read that. I said, oh my goodness, Lord, help me to not be weak fearful or faint-hearted because I don't want to be a stumbling block to my brothers and sisters and believers of Yeshua or anyone else for that matter. Now, it doesn't mean that you cannot be afraid of things. I'm still afraid of things, but I'm choosing not to be afraid of things that I cannot control. And I'm sure you're thinking, Erica, what in the world are you talking about? So I want to make sure that this podcast is not only directing you to the word of God each and every single time to show you this is where, this is how you fight your battles. This is how you win the war when you are in the word and you're spending time with your creator. But I also want to make sure that this podcast is relevant. If you are putting your trust in a vaccination You may need to check yourself. A vaccination is not going to save you. Only God can do that. We have gotten to a point in this world where we are so afraid of death that we are willing to compromise at all costs so we won't die. In case you didn't know, there is a 100% chance you will die. The key is to live your life to glorify Adonai. Now, does that mean to bicker and complain with your neighbors? No, it means to love them. You can disagree and love them, but you still love them. You don't force feed them the gospel because that'll make them run away. But you show them through your life and how you treat others who you serve. And Yeshua does not want us to live in fear. How many times have we gone over this? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of sound mind. Or power and love and a sound mind. Either way. You cannot have a sound mind and live in fear. Because you're allowing the spirit of fear to take over. And to take over how you choose to live your life. Now, I'm not saying don't get the vaccine, but I'm saying don't put your trust in a vaccine. 
don't let it become your passion or what you're obsessed about or something that you are fanatic about or feel that everyone else should get a vaccine because that'll save us all. There's only one savior of the world and his name is Yeshua HaMashiach. And I think that we would do well to remember that. Now going over to the Haftorah portion, this is why I'm like, man, like, Lord, you are definitely like, you, awesome. Just awesome. So I'm going over to Isaiah and I'm going over to Isaiah 51. If you'd like to join me as well. Remember, I'm actually using, I'm not using my uh, phone for this. I actually am using an actual Bible. Um, I honestly do prefer reading my Bible that way. Unfortunately, sometimes I am on the go, like in the mornings when I'm driving my school bus and on my way to work. I'm listening to the word. So however you can do it, do it. It's better than doing it than not doing it at all. So I'm going over to Isaiah 51, chapter 6. And this is what the Lord has to say. He says, Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look at the earth beneath. For the heavens will vanish like smoke. The earth will wear out like a garment. And its inhabitants will die like gnats but my salvation will be forever and my righteousness never wanes. Listen to me, you who know justice, a people with my Torah in their heart. Do not fear the taunt of men, nor be dismayed by their insults. For the moth will eat them like a garment and the worm will eat them like wool, but my righteousness will be forever and my salvation for all generations. So lift up your eyes to the one who can save you. Right? And then we go over to, um, that was actually chapter 51, 6 through 8. And then you go down to 51, verse 12 to 15. It says, I... I am the one who comforts you. Who are you that you should fear man who dies or a son of man who is given up like grass? But you forgot Adonai, your maker, who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth. Are you in constant dread all day because of the fury of the oppressor? As he makes ready to destroy. But where's the fury of the oppressor? Soon. One bowed down will be released. He will not die and go to the pit, nor will his bread be lacking. For I am Adonai your God who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar. Adonai Zavaot is his name. And to me, if you are a believer and you are so scared of death, you might want to check your salvation. Because just like we talked about in a previous episode about the presence of Adonai, the only thing holding me down to this world right now is my family because I want to make sure that they're cared for. But I also trust that if I were to die today, Adam and I would take care of them. Otherwise, take me home, Lord. And it's not because I'm done with this world or I'm done with... No, I plan on living to glorify God each and every day until the day I die. And when that day comes, it will be a glorious day. Not a day to mourn or to grieve because I know where I'm going. 
And if you're not sure as a believer, spend some time with Yeshua and sort out your salvation with him. In John 14, 15, you know, part of the Brit Hadasha this week, it says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's simple. So if you love Yeshua, you will keep his commandments. Guess what else he commands us to do? Fear not, for I am re- with you. I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. Child, you are mine. When you walk through the waters, I will be there and through the flame. And of course, now I'm not only quoting scripture, I'm also quoting a song. (laughs) So for those of you who know what I'm doing, just love me anyways. Um, The point is, Adonai is with you. Cling to him. Be comforted by him. The entire, if you read through through the entire Torah portion of this week, you will actually see a theme. And the theme is actually justice. Because we are to seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God, right? And how do we do that? Well, what did Yeshua say was the greatest commandment? Love Adonai, the Lord your God, with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second one would be, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And sometimes when you love your neighbor, it's not to cow down and cater to the minority. Sometimes it's to rise up and say, no, you're wrong. My God still is on the throne. And I will not be shaken by your fear-mongering. And I refuse. My God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Who are you to tell me who my God is? And if you read the word, you're able to push back and say, no, God loves you, but he does not want us to be causing the kind of fear and animosity that we are right now. Now, of course, there are times where, you know, if you go over to Matthew, where Yeshua talks about how he did not come to bring peace, but a sword. But Yeshua isn't down here yet. And that's not what's causing this diversity or this division, not diversity. Diversity is a good thing. This division among people. What's causing the division is the fear that we are allowing to live inside of our hearts. And because our hearts are deceitful and wicked, and our tongue is directly linked to what's going on with our heart, that's where you see the fear coming out of people's mouths. And I say right now, Hasatan, I rebuke you in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. You have no place in my home or any other believers. You need to go down to the pit back where you came from. Because Yeshua 
is my Lord and my Savior. And by the blood of the Lamb, I am covered, as is my family. And when we forget that is when the spirit of fear is allowed in. So you need to start claiming that and receiving it and believing it. Matthew 10, which is not part of the portion, by the way, Matthew chapter 10, verses 26 to 28. It says, so do not fear them. For there is nothing concealed that will not be revealed and nothing hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the darkness, speak in the light. And what you hear in your ear, proclaim from the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Instead, fear the one who is able to destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. And I don't know about you, but when I meet my maker, I want to make sure that he says, well done, good and faithful servant. So instead of spreading fear, we need to start spreading the love of Yeshua. Sorry, I know I got on a soapbox this uh, particular week, but man, it is just, it breaks my heart when I have these people who are, honestly, they're concerned about the way that, especially our country in America is going right now. They're concerned that their livelihoods would be taken away because they're refusing to bow down to the government or what government entities are telling us is best for us. And whether you have been vaccinated or not, that should be a red flag for you. You know, my son gets really upset when um, I say anything about Nazi Germany and this being very similar to how things began. Um, And when the Nazis were able to take control of Germany and my son gets very upset about that. But here's the reality. If you choose to ignore or ignorant of history, it will repeat itself. We need to no longer have blinders on our eyes. We need to open up our eyes, have learned from history so that it is not repeated. Right. So I pray that you all have a great week. I am planning on having a fabulous week. I go back to my job this week. I'm actually starting a new fitness routine so you can pray for me. I'm also having a CAT scan this week. So I have a full week ahead and it's not even, well, you know, it's, it's, it's not even, uh, not even the end of the week. It's the beginning of the week. And, and man, I am just pumped that I've got so many things to do. And I'm just so blessed that I'm able to have those around me that I choose to love on and they choose to love on me. And because of that, we're family, whether we're blood or not. And I truly appreciate each and every one of you. May you have a blessed week, just as I do every single week. I'm going to end it with the ironic blessing, which you can find in chapter 6 of Numbers, verses 24 to 26. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace, amen. I love you guys, and I'll see you again next time. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. 
That's E is in Echo, L is in Lemur, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, the number three at protonmail.com. You can also leave me a one-minute voicemail message on anchor.fm slash Erica Lacasse, and it should have a button right there to say leave a voice message. Remember to keep it short and sweet if you have any questions or you just want to leave a nice little comment. I would love to hear from you.